welcome to episode 111 of the local minute my name is fletcher and i am john john how you doing i'm doing all right, all right. playing with I'm... some shoelaces so that sounds absolutely exhilarating but <laughs> i'm sure you're you're incredibly exhilarated for this new set that is coming out I am. I'm actually super stoked for the draft. That's going to happen next week as a pre-release functionality, which we need to see if you're going to get to be in. I should, actually. Sweet. I uh, remember they're at 1. There's one at one on Saturday and on Sunday. So. Yep. I'll be making one of them. Sweet. I got to double-check the time stuff. But also, just... oh, sorry. sorry, before we dive in, obligatory happy belated birthday. So that everyone who listens to this knows that your birthday falls sometime within the last month. I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm old. All right. (laughs) Let's let's dive on in. Crush this out. So Modern Horizons. I don't think we said that. Yeah. So modern. Yeah. um, uh, New set. Modern Horizons. It's um, uh, Time Spiral 2. (laughs) Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, it's this set is nothing but reprints of cards that have not been in Modern and brand new cards, and it is going directly into Modern and not having to pass through Standard, which means they can print cards of a higher power level. Yeah, kind of like what they do for Legacy. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's basically well, like Legacy. It's yeah. just an accident. Yeah, like Commander and Conspiracy sets just breaking everything as they want to do. Yeah. Your name nemesis is high, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, we're gonna do a review of all the mechanics in the set, right? Yeah, all forty of them or whatever it is. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what a mechanic is from this set, get good. Uh, <laughs> there's just too much to even go. We'll talk about them as it as we talk about a few of them. But um, uh, yeah, there's just man, there's a lot going on in this set. Why don't we just dive on in? Let's do this. All right. So, number one on our list is... Oh, sorry. For those who don't know, we're doing oh. the same thing we did last time. Because there's so many cards we want to talk about. So, Oh, yeah. We have so many cards we want to talk about. We're, so, we're splitting it up into four categories. Uh, mechanical, flavor, miscellaneous, and then 10 of 10 wood card again. Yep. <laughs> Because that is stuck now, so, so. I apologize. Um, but, alright, so we're going to cover as many of the mechanical relevant cards as we can today. Alright. First one, Morphon the Boundless. Legendary creature shapeshifter. It's a 6-6 six, six for 7 generic mana. It's a changeling. As it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Spells of the chosen type you cast cost Wooburg less to cast. This effect reduces only the amount of colored mana you pay. Other creatures you control of the chosen type get plus one, plus one. So, Hmm. people, I've been asked twice by people now. They're like, so does, do I just like get a free five mana for every spell? It's like, no, that's not what this card does. So are you literate is the first question, right? Do you like, know how to read? Yeah, unless you're playing like exactly chromantic or something. To be fair, I, I this card is a combo 
with uh oh what the hell is his name the Jeskai wizard guy who you can spend uh Wooberg to cast a spell rather than its actual mana cost oh yeah okay and fist um, and fist of sons yeah so the either of those two cards plus morphon effectively makes every spell you cast free which but, you know is yeah. Cute. Sorry, it makes every spell you cast of that creature type free, which does count yeah. tribal for yep. what that's worth. But for what? <laughs> yeah. It's worth something. Yeah. We don't quite know what. The sweet thing that I really like about this card is basically like every garbage, uh, like tribe that people have always wanted to make a commander for and had didn't have a commander like legendary creature to be their commander this is now that right yep you at least have something you can go to yeah like this is an actual factual god like yep. so you can have this as your god in your com commander deck which is kind of sweet in my opinion it, it's an edh yeah. card only but it's a good edh card yep okay so next up we have astral drift so two and a white enchantment uh, whenever you cycle Astral Drift or cycle another card while Astral Drift is in on the battlefield, you may exile target creature. If you do return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control to begin the next end step, then it has cycling for two to white. So, I mean, obvious, obvious call to Astral Slide. Yeah, this is Astral Slide, but less complicated, and it itself has cycling, which makes sense. Yep. Uh, Astral Slide triggered off of anyone cycling a card. This is only when you cycle a card. Mm -hmm. Once again, that's just for, like, you know, making sense reasons. Yeah, modern templating. Yeah, modern templating. This card's sweet. It's probably not good enough for modern, but honestly, if, if we're in a modern where this card is good, I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, I'd kind of be like, alright, that's fine. Like, I'd like to see this work, but... The thing, you know, the thing I look at this is I just look at this card and I'm like, okay, so you pay three mana and play an enchantment that does nothing. Yep. And then your opponent goes, untap, attack you for lethal. Like, yeah, because this is like modern. that's what modern is right now, right? Yeah. Like the, like it, yeah. the card is sweet for like commander purposes because now you can play a second astral slide. I guess if that's what you guess, want to be yeah, doing. Yeah, that's just, that's the world we want. I mean, if I <laughs> if I ever build a um uh Zer the Enchanter EDH deck, it's gonna be it's gonna be a cycling EDH deck. So I'm relatively okay, okay with it. Yeah, whatever. Like I said, card sweet. Art's kind of nifty ish. Yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. All right. Uh, next up, we have Force of Virtue, and this is more here as a public service announcement. Yeah, this is more of a signpost than anything. Yeah. Uh, this is colorless white, white for an enchantment. An enchantment. Enchantment. <laughs> if it's not your turn, you may exile a white card from your hand rather than pay the spell's mana cost. It has flash, and creatures you control get plus one, plus one. This is like, yeah, yeah. This is honor of the peer for all of your creatures with flash yeah. for a million mana, or two for one yourself. Yeah, which is like probably still good. 
I mean, it's probably fine. Like when I first read this card, I think everybody, I think everybody who read this card was like, "Oh yeah, this is just a, a combat trick or whatever." Yep. You know, and a really weird not. one. Yeah, like it being an enchantment obviously makes a lot more sense, but it was just one of those cards that was like, I misread it so many times before I got it. Like it's just yeah. The first uh, time I read it, I didn't realize it was enchantment, and then I reread it. I like because I literally I'm like that's a really shitty effect to two for one yourself for, and then I re glance at the type line. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, I get it. No, now. that makes more sense now. Yeah, everything makes sense now. <laughs> I mean, it's still not insane. It's probably the fourth best of the new Force Cycle. Yeah. So second worst. It's the second worst of the Force Cycle. Okay. I'll give you. I'll give everyone a peek into the the actual worst one. We're not going to talk about it at all. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Um. Yeah. So. So uh, next up, though, we have Giver of Runes. It is a single white mana for a 1-2 core cleric um, with tap. Another target creature you control gains protection from colorless or from the color of your choice until end of turn. So I have, a, I have to ask an obligatory question. Okay. Why is this card a 1-2? Reasons. Didn't we learn anything from Deathrite Shaman? <laughs> Stop making this shit one-twos. <laughs> Mother of Runes yeah. does not need a bigger booty. <laughs> Mother of Runes needs to shake that booty. Also, this card is not Mother of Runes. Thank God. Yeah, like, another target creature does matter a lot. It does. Mind you, the ability... Like, that's huge. Outside of that, this ability is better. You can give this prote- You can give another target creature protection from colorless, which does matter in a format with affinity. Yep. Like, that is a relevant thing, and it's really good. Uh, yep. She's also noticeably a core cleric and not a human, because Watsi isn't high. Yeah, like they're not absolutely insane. <laughs> like, Cuz that's just what humans would need, right? Yeah, exactly. Like there is there already is like mono white death and taxes in modern. Yeah. And this probably just slots into it to just kind of like keep up with that thing. This is okay, bro. This card is noticeably worse than Mother of Runes. Oh yeah, easy. Like Mother of Runes was really good because if you untapped with it, it was impossible to kill. Yeah. <laughs> You had, Absolutely impossible. You had to, to jump through about. some hoops to make her die. Uh, yeah, you were you were hooping it like crazy, and it was it it just got stupid. Yeah. But like this, you know, even if they untap it, you're just like bolt it, and that's it. Yeah, which is fine. Yep, card's still sweet though. I'm a fan of it. It's it is still sweet. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong there, but it's some uh, mother of runes. It is not. No. Okay. What do we got next? Next up, uh, this card actually I think is sweet because I like its original form. Ranger Captain of Eos. Colorless white white for a 3-3 human soldier. When Ranger Captain Captain of Eos enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost of one or less. Reveal it, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. And the actual really sweet part Sacrifice Ranger Captain of Eos. Your opponents cast ca- can't cast non-creature spells this turn. Hmm. So this card is one or two more mana 
then cat or ranger vs let's see uh, uh i think it's I think it's the same cost, but no. Uh, Ranger Vios is a four drop. Is it? Oh, okay. Yep. Actual factual four drop for okay. for a three two. So on its own rate, this card is slightly better. This card only gets one card instead of two, but this card can prevent your opponent from casting miracles, which is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Terminus is actually seeing play in modern right now due to a people wanting to diversify their board wipes and b terminus just plays really well when you get to play cards like um opt slash uh chase the mind sculptor instead of the top of your library mm-hmm. and due to how miracles works it's a trigger you can respond to the trigger by stacking this then your opponent doesn't get to cast any board wipes which is just kind of sweet so oh yeah yeah, I would be shocked if this card is not good enough in some deck. I just don't know what the deck is. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that will kind of yeah. be seen, I guess. I mean, some of these some of these cards, obviously, is just like, oh, this goes into this deck, this goes into this deck, this goes into this deck. And other ones, you're like, this card is super good, but I don't know where it goes yet. Yeah. But it's going to end up somewhere. All right. Yeah, Ranger falls into that category very nicely. So yeah, very much so. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Vesper Lark. See this card, I'd know where it goes. <laughs> this is two and a white for a two-one uh, elemental with flying. Uh, when Vesper Lark leaves the battlefield, return target creature card with power one or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Evoke for one and a white. It's the Mini Lark. The mini lark. This card also can go infinite using cards like Carrion Feeder and Body Double. Shocker. Huh. I suppose I can. Yep. <laughs> uh, lark is a sweet magic card for value. Vesper Lark is noticeably weaker, even though it is easier to cast. Uh, basically, this card exists for like combo existence and like very minimal value in drafts, but it's still cool. It's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. I, a lot of this set is just really cool callbacks like this, where they take, you know, like as you said, Ranger Captain Vios and stuff like that, like where they take an existing card and just scale the effect in a different way. Like usually, just scale it down smaller and stuff like that. And even that's really cool. Yeah, like like I said, I really like Lark. I, I'm not as big on Vesper Lark because I haven't cast it yet, and it is noticeably weaker, as I said. But it's still just sweet. Yeah, it's cool. Like I like that Lark now just means this. <laughs> like, yeah. So, okay. Next up, Archmage's Charm, blue, 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 instant. <laughs> Choose one, counter target spell. Target player draws two cards. Gain control of target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. That is a mana cost. Boy, yeah, howdy is. hey. <laughs> if you're going to play this, you need to commit. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, all three of the things this card does is just slightly above cost for its rate. Yep. But... The fact that it's a charm, thus you have those options, is super good. Yeah, like, people always undervalue flexibility. Yes, like, 
there's a reason it's um cryptic command is not one of the best counter spells in modern because it is able to draw you a card and counter spell yeah you could pay three mana for that yeah. in some formats it's <laughs> it is as good as it is because it gives you the versatility. Yeah. And that's where Archmage's Charm, like, no part of this card is going to be dead in every matchup as long as you can cast it. Yeah. And that is the big thing, is can you actually yeah. cast it? Blue, blue, blue is asking something of you. Like, like that is a lot, a lot of something of you. Like, that's steep. Like, it was hard enough casting Cryptic and stuff with its blue, blue, blue. Like, it's... Man. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where this falls in. Yeah. Like, like I'd be surprised if it doesn't show up somewhere. I would also... It would be a weird format when, like, harder to cast Cancel becomes something you want in your deck. But harder to cast Cancel, that doesn't have to be a Cancel. It's probably good enough, so... Yeah, like... You know, sometimes it's harder to cast divination. Yeah, harder to cast divination <laughs> like, at it, instant speed. It sounds really stupid, but honestly, just being having that flexibility is huge. It is. You know, yeah. this card can steal a death shadow. Like, that's that's a relevant thing. Really entertaining. Stealing yeah. your opponent's noble hierarch, stealing your opponent's actually affinity doesn't play. Well. Oh, that's right. You can steal a, a signal pass, which is probably terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not what you want to be doing, but you whatever. know. There are one drops that you can steal with this card that are relevant to steal. Yeah. Unfortunately, it specifies okay. not land permanent, so you can't steal yeah. man lands, but. Womp womp. Yeah. All right, let's talk about cards that probably should be banned in Legacy. All right. So next up, we have Echo of Eons. So four blue blues for a sorcery. Each player shuffles their hand and a graveyard into their library, then draws seven cards. Flashback for two and a blue. So the very um, uh, educated among you may recognize this as Time Twister. <laughs> um, if you are unaware, that card is really, really good. <laughs> it is a part of the Powered Nine. Although some people think it shouldn't be because it's not quite powerful enough. Those people are idiots. Some people need to get out of my house yeah. and shut their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like... This card is an actual factual wombo combo with Lion's Eye Diamond. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever played with a Lion's Eye Diamond. It's really freaking powerful. You gotta jump through some hoops to make it powerful. But it's still really freaking powerful. This card... Yeah is really freaking powerful. Like, you're never paying six mana for this effect. I, yeah, it's got to be a pretty extenuating circumstance for that to happen. But I want to play this card in Storm. Faith, faith, right? Faithless looting, discard this, What like, when you're going off. That seems good. I like that. I want to <laughs> do that. Can I do that? Like like the the thing you can't go air quotes infinite with it like you could with um not that any format can but um uh with uh time twister yeah like you can shuffle it back in and stuff like that where this if you cast it for its um flashback cost like it's gone that's it kids yeah like, you don't get it back 
Whereas like my not legal in any format Superstorm deck on um on arena not arena forge, forge. um like you could just literally like cast twister after twister and just just keep going like it's just stupid but you know even being able to like buy back the other one or something like that like in with this like you're you know you're one and done kids yeah which is the what how time twister should be anyways yeah, that is true. <laughs> and that's still an insane card. Yeah, it still is really, really good. It, like, it, Yeah, I'm not trying to detract from it. Yeah, it is still all. a piece of the Power 9. Yeah, and deserves to be. Yeah. So, yeah, this card honestly might get banned. I don't know. It's very rare that I'm like, man, this card probably might, like, is reasonable to get banned from Legacy. <laughs> but some cards, some effects you look at and you're just like, Yep. Here's like shit, son. I understand the power of uh, Lion's Eye Diamond. Thank you very much. Yeah, like. So, yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens. Like the, it, it, yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, it's just. <laughs> any, any of those cards that fill up your hand like that again are always really scary. Like, and this is just another one of them. But... You pronounce fun really weird. I know, I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But speaking of fun, I'm just going to throw this reprint out there really quick. Um, so Factor Fiction is reprinted into Modern. Uh, that is awesome as hell. <laughs> like This card is like... I, can I say something kind of weird? Sure. I feel like a lot of the reprints that they have in this set are cards that they're just like, this has a modern card frame and people probably think it's modern legal anyways. We should probably put this in Modern. There's probably some truth to that. Like this card is just a safe card to have in modern. I don't care. Oh yeah. Who anyone like who it, says otherwise? This isn't gonna break modern. No. By like, any metric, gifts ungiven is more broken. Yeah, yeah. By there's a lot, lot of cards that are way more broken than this. But like this is just one of those cards that's awesome, and I'm glad it's in modern. Yeah. That's all it is. Like we just need four spike in modern now. I actually agree with you just on principle. Yeah, right. It's force spike. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, force spike. Speaking of force. Okay. Yeah, speaking of speaking of forces and spikes. Take it away. Uh force of negation. Colorless blue blue instance. Counter target non-creature spell. If that spell is countered this way, exile it instead of putting it into its owner's library. Graveyard. Graveyard. Close yep. Oh, there's also a second line of text on this card. If it's not your turn, you may exile a blue card from your hand rather than pay the spell's mana cost. Uh, well, they kind of did it. They kind of did, and I'm really happy about it. Force of Will will not fix modern. The... <laughs> The janky combo decks just start playing their own Force of Wills to protect their own stuff. Yep. It is literally what Reanimator used to do. Like We've seen this in Legacy, kid, yep. Legacy Kids. We've, like, it's... Yeah, we've had to deal with this shit. This yep. card, however, you can't use during your own turn to protect your combo. Mm -hmm. So you still have to pay Pact Negation. I don't know. I, I like that this card is like a legitimate castable 
unlike Force of Will. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, I've hard cast the Force of Will. I, I've hard cast the Force of Will in my day too. It is not something ne- that happens. You never feel like you got them. No. I mean, it feels good that you didn't two for one yourself, but you spent yeah. five mana and probably countered a two two. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you're like, yep, we we did this thing, and you're not necessarily proud of it. Yeah. I... It's like eating a whole cake by yourself, like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually really, really into how they did this cycle. I'm really into mm-hmm. this card in particular. Because the fact that it specifies non-creature means people will hopefully not be dumb enough to leave this in in fair matchups. <laughs> you really, really overestimate the... <laughs> I do. Like, I'm going to get like an Aether Vial Force of Negation, and I'm just going to stare at my opponent and be like, Deal. What's that you exiled for that? Oh, it's a fairy. How unfortunate for you. Yeah. yeah. Anything. <laughs> How unfortunate for you. It's like my opponent who cast two Cinder Vines against my Esper creature base deck today. And I'm just like, I don't care about these cards. And then I started casting Deputy of Detentions and Hostage Takers and stealing all their shit. <laughs> Get wrecked. Yeah. Scree up. Because that somehow relates to force mitigation. Oh yeah, it's because people. It it's because people like playing bad cards against decks that they're not good against. Okay. I don't know. But, this card's sweet. The art is okay, if kind of boring, but I approve. <laughs> yeah, it's better than them just slapping forcible in the format and wandering away. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Next up, we have Cabal Therapist. Uh, it is a single black mana for a 1-1 horror creature with menace, and at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you may sacrifice a creature. When you do, choose a, non-la- choose a non-land card name. Then target player reveals their hand and discards all cards with that name. John, you love Cabal Therapy. I really do love Cabal Therapy, and it was a card that I actually thought that they could recently print in modern. Okay. Do you love Therapists? I mean, I'm like 50-50 on actually getting along with my therapists. <laughs> How about this therapist? This therapist is okay. But it's not great. Yeah. So here's the problem with Cabal Therapist. It specifies your pre-combat main phase. And I honestly think that kills this card. I understand why they did. Uh Like, you can't just be like, activate this only as sorcery. Because then you will murder your opponent's hand and they will never get to do anything ever again. (laughs) Right? You cannot have this say, activate this only as a sorcery. Uh I just wish it said, like post-combat main phase. Because that, that would at least allow you to Cabal Therapy on turn 2. I suppose fair. Because w- the way this card is written, you cannot reason... Unless you're playing like Ornithopters and Memnites, which but you get out of my house. seems terrible, yep. you cannot reasonably activate this card until turn 3. And that is just too slow in modern. Yep. You can be dead. By then you're already dead, right? Yeah. Like, like... 
you know, that is just not something that is reasonable, and it's, yeah. This yep. card has a lot of potential, and if the format ever becomes fair again, this card could become really good. But this format is ridiculously unfair, and this card is ridiculously too slow. Yeah. Just give me post-combat main phase, man. Let me, like, yeah. let me turn one this thing. Like, turn one this... Slam it down. Move through combat. Let me sack it in Cabal Therapy, my opponent. Is that really that powerful? Probably. Cabal Therapy is a really powerful card. It's a really... I mean, you... this is a totally blind Cabal Therapy, though, at least. It is. And Cabal Therapy is only really, really powerful when the person playing it knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah. There's a lot of idiots out there. Yep. All right. Moving on. John, we got a reprint. We do, and this one I'm actually excited for. I am actually really excited about this stupid card, too. Uh, Carrion Feeder. One single black mana for a 1-1 creature zombie. Carrion Feeder can't block. This card does not seem good so far. This card (laughs) seems really bad so far, doesn't it? Oh, and also, it's it's also a free sack outlet with upside. Woohoo! Sacrifice a creature to put a plus one, plus one counter on Carrion Feeder. Like, this card is just sweet. This card is ridiculously good. Better than Visceraseer. Fight me. I will not, because you are correct. The only times that this card is better than Visceraseer is the fact that Visceraseer guaranteed you got to choose what you drew the next turn. So yeah. you could go gain infinite life, and the next turn you could deal infinite damage. Yep. This card makes an infinite powered creature that then turns motherfucker sideways. Yep. Sorry, I did that. But. <laughs> Carrion Feeder is gas. I, I yeah. wish I had Carrion Feeder instead of... Like, I literally had that exact thought when I was playing the um, Greater Gargadon Bridge from Below uh-huh. like, Vengevine deck. And I'm like, man, I wish my Visitor Seer was a Carrion Feeder. And that, I mean, it's just great. Yeah, yeah, and now I get to have a Carrion Feeder. There we go. That's awesome. You play that deck now. So, I'm excited. Well, actually, I can't yep. because Graveyard hates really powerful right now. But yeah, I know. I'm I'm just ringing. But carrying feeder sweet. We know this. I'm happy. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh so this one's an interesting one. So next up, we have another card in the Force Cycle. We have Force of Despair. So one black black for an instant. Uh if it's not your turn, you may exile black card from your hand rather than pay the spell's mana cost. And its effect is destroy all creatures that entered the battlefield this turn. This card is really cool. This is a cool card. This is interesting. Like, like I like, I like its limitations. I, yep. I like that it is. It's is. It is by itself not that powerful of a board wipe. No, it's it's kind of a really fair board wipe. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot in a lot of times it's it's murder <laughs> or a free murder which is good yeah like like i like that you can actually play this in your creature based decks and not get destroyed by it yourself 
Yeah. Like that is not a common occurrence. Mm-hmm. And like once again, this is this this is designed to hate on like one thing in particular. You know what this is really good against? Hmm. Hollow one. Okay. Your opponent's like uh, blah 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 blah. Hollow one, turn one or turn two, like three hollow ones. You're just like, yeah, they're all dead. Don't care. <laughs> like this card. And your opponent gets salty and scoops. Yeah, this card is also sweet. Uh, it's not as powerful, but I like it more than the blue one. Like the blue one Fair is enough. a better card. But this one, I really like the design. I really like how it works. And Seb McKinnon is once again a Stone Cold Master. Yes, we have discussed this. So that's really all I have to say about it. So okay, I want right. I want a playset. That's something I want to say about it. Uh, all right. So next up, we have Plague Engineer, which is. Two and a black for a 2-2 creature carrier. Uh, it has death touch, and as Plague Engineer enters the battlefield, you choose a creature type. Creatures of the chosen type, your opponent's control, get minus one, minus one. For those playing along at home, this is Engineered Plague, stapled onto a creature. Engineered Plague is one of the best quotations hate cards ever printed. And this card is noticeably weaker than that. But that's because okay. Because it's stapled on a creature? Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. This card is probably not going to be like a format-defining all-star, but it is easily a sideboard card in certain metas. So engineered plague. Yeah. Shocker. I know. <laughs> Plus, I think it was Jerry Thompson whose opinion on this card is like, worst comes to worst, right? It's just like a three mana block your Tarmogoyf. I mean, it kills it too. Yeah. Like, it does. It has death touch. It does have death touch. That is a very relevant thing. I mean, and when you have friggin' Death Shadow, like, you're not going to play it against these decks, but like, you know, you have like Death Shadows and Gurmog Anglers and dumb shit like that running around. I mean, it kills them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so. I still don't think you want to main deck this card, but. You know, oh yeah, it, I agree. It is a blocker against massive creatures if you're yeah. just kind of stone dead to them. Yeah, you could do a hell of a lot worse. Is basically the punchline. But yeah, it engineers plagues and stuff like that. So yeah. All right. All right. Next up, Sling Gang Lieutenant, <laughs> not Siege Gang Commander. Sling Gang Lieutenants. Get it right, people. Three you col- got it wrong too. I did. Three colorless and a black for a creature goblin 1 1. When Sling Gang Lieutenant enters the battlefield, creates two 1 1 red goblin creature tokens. Sacrifice a goblin. A target player loses one life and you gain one life. This card is worse than Siege Gang Commander by a lot. Uh huh. But. It does kind of give like a combo kill element to a goblin's deck, which is kind of interesting. Like, I think the card, regardless, is cool. I agree. I like that it's a free sack outlet just for goblins. That, that is huge, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is a free sack outlet, which can actually be relevant against stuff like Batter Skull, even though Batter Skull is not legal in modern. Obviously, every goblin I see, I evaluate in regards to legacy. 
deal with it. Is the Banner Skull legal? No. Oh no, yeah, Banner Skull is legal. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Banner Skull. Like I, play, I'm like I played with that card. Banner Skull is bad because you can't play it with um, Stoneforge Mystic. I forgot. There we are. Yeah, Stoneforge Mystic isn't legal. Yes. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, it is relevant yep. against stuff like Banner Skull, which is not really relevant for modern, but it is still a thing. The card's sweet. Yep. It's not insanely powerful, but it's sweet, and I'm fine with it's it. Cool. It's It's a goblin. It is allowed to exist in my world. <laughs> Alright. So, um, uh, we got another reprint on the list here. We have Unearth is getting reprinted, so it's a single black for a sorcery. Return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield with cycling for two generic mana. This card is insanely powerful and people just don't realize it. Yeah, right. This is one of my favorite cards that I have never had a reason to play. Like, I, I want you to imagine a world where the game has gone on long and you cast Unearth, buying back your Snapcaster Mage to flashback Unearth and get literally anything. Uh, is that not a world you want to live in? Um... Potentially, it is actually. That's a world that, that I want. World. That is a world. That's I want a world that I think I would enjoy. Like, Unearth is sweet. A lot of really powerful creatures are converted mana cost three or less. I know everyone is all like, "Oh, look at my Eldrazi, and look at my Grizzlebrand, and look at my gigantic boar god that somehow creates Eldrazi out of its farts." <laughs> but man, Snapcaster Mage is a powerful magic card. Yep. Just saying. Oh, you can unearth your goblin matron to go tutor for another goblin. Alright. Yep. So. Alright, I'm going to give you the next two of these. Alright. Because <laughs> this is just on brand. Alright. So, first one coming up is Goblin Engineer. Call us in a red for a 1-2 Goblin Artificer. If you didn't figure those were its creature types after that name, you got problems. When Goblin Engineer enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an artifact card and put it into your graveyard. Then shuffle your library. Entomb for an artifact. That alone is probably playable if we're being completely honest with ourselves. Yeah, like we'll be legit here. That's pretty good. Then you can play a red and tap, sacrifice an artifact, return target artifact card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Note, it doesn't have to bring back the one you tutored for, and the one you tutored for doesn't have to be three or less. Yep. But... You can use this and something like, say, a Darksteel Forge to, or sorry, Darksteel Citadel, not Darksteel Forge, to, like, yep. buy back an Ensnaring Bridge. <laughs> or, you know, a Pithing Needle, or a Sorcerer's <laughs> Spyglass, or a Tormod Script. Or other cards that make them give magic fun. Yeah. Or you can use this and its Entomb ability and play another card called Trash for Treasure, 
where you can sacrifice an artifact and return an artifact from your graveyard into play and put stuff like Darksteel Forge or World Spine Worm, or not World Spine Worm, Worm Coil Engine, sorry. Other yep. other gigantic worm things that die and make more worms. You can get a Mycosynth Lattice if you're playing the Karn deck, if you are that type of person. I was to say, if you're a bad person. Like, this card is sweet. This yep. card does sweet things. I don't think it's good enough for Legacy. I'm not sure if it's good enough for Modern, but it's trying really hard. It's, it's, it's at least giving it its all. Yeah, it's a goblin. You get yeah. what you pay for. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Sometimes you get a lot. Yeah. Speaking of goblins. Sometimes they're goblins. <laughs> but, all right. Speaking of goblins that you sometimes pay a lot, but you get what you pay for. Can I interest anyone in a three mana one one? Soul, wait, what? <laughs> Boy, howdy, am I a fan of three mana one ones when their name is Goblin Matron. Yeah, buddy. When Goblin Matron enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a Goblin card. Reveal that card, put it into your hand, and then shuffle your library. You'll notice I emphasized the card part of that sentence. You did. On more than one occasion, I have literally used this card to tutor up a Tarfire, which is a <laughs> Goblin Tribal Shock. Uh, and you know what? I was perfectly happy with it. I mean, hey, it gets you what you need, right? Yeah. This is a Goblin Tutor that is way more powerful than people realize, because A, Goblins are more powerful than people realize, and B, Tribal Instants and Sorceries are creature types. Yep. Goblin Matron is awesome. I don't think Goblin Matron is enough to push goblins into a tier 1 deck. But I think Goblin Matron is also going to try her best. Yeah. Give it your all, Goblin Matron. Also, why does every Goblin Matron have to be horrifying? Art-wise. It's like a rule. <laughs> it's like every one of them it's... is just like horrifyingly creepy. It's a mother only a child could love. Yeah. Oh, All right. I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, so next up we have Seasoned Pyromancer. Uh, one red red for a 2-2 human shaman. When Seasoned Pyromancer enters the battlefield, discard two cards, then draw two cards. For each non-land card discarded this way, create a 1-1 one, one red elemental creature token. And you can pay three red red exile Seasoned Pyromancer from your graveyard. Create two 1-1 one, one red elemental creature tokens. So I don't know if you've noticed or if you looked closely at this art. This is actually young young Peasy all grown up. Oh no shit! Like I'm I'm basing it off the still red hair and having the same goggles on his head. We'll go with it. So this is young Pyromancer growing up to a seasoned Pyromancer. This card is just sweet. Seems kind of like, like a, a value. Yeah, like this, like I actually played like the Mardu mid range deck for a while, and the deck was really fun to play. It just, there was no such thing as a free win with the deck. Yeah. And, you know, like it, the deck already played Faithless Looting, which this also does. You know, this has a yeah. Faithless Looting stapled onto it. And you're, you, while yes, you have to discard non land cards to get the 1 1 red elemental creature tokens. When you're already discarding stuff like Lingering Souls, 
Yeah. That's not really a bad thing. Nope. And, you know, maybe you have cards that you don't want to discard. That's fine. You still, you know, you're, you still got the Faithless Looting effect, which is relevant. You still have a body, which is relevant. And you have the five mana, you know, late game value engine, if it's in your graveyard, which is relevant. Which of note you can activate at instant speed. Yep. So. Okay. Season Pyrancer, also sweet. All right, what's next? Uh, next up, we have a card that I have heard multiple people complaining about. Those people will play Affinity. Deal with it. <laughs> Shenanigans. Colas Red Sorcery. Destroy target artifact. Dredge 1. Interesting. Could, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the only non-Golgari card with Dredge, right? Yep. Obviously, there's a land, but... Uh, there's a land, and I can't think of anything else right now, yeah. but... This card's sweet. Yeah? Like, I like that it's a sorcery, so you can't... Yep. You know, like, one of the things about Dark Blast is you could just, like, sandbag it to EOT and use it. You kind of have to commit with this one, and I do like yeah. you have to commit to it. And then That's it, very red. Yeah, and then it gives your opponent a chance to, like, tour script of the way or something, right? You know, I do. I like that this card has play to it as a result of that, and I also like that it is Dredge One because that's just cool. It's like Dredge One. Sometimes yeah. I really just want to shatter. It's, yep. It's I mean, sometimes you're just like, "All right, let's do this. Come on." So. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, that card's sweet. So. Yep. All right. Um. Next up, we have Collector Oaf. Is it Oaf? Oafy? Oof. Whatever. I don't care. Oof. Oof. Um. <laughs> It's it's a two two for one and a green of that creature type, and um, uh, it has the statement activated abilities of artifacts can't be activated. I've also heard a lot of affinity players care, complaining about this raw this card. They deserve it. They do deserve it. <laughs> They're like, I, I'm like, it's a two two. It dies to galvanic blasts even without metalcraft. They're like, well, what if I can't activate my artifacts to make red mana? It's like get wrecked. Get wrecked. I guess you're going to have to play magic like everyone else. Yeah. Like, it's easier to interact with than a Stony Silence is. Yep. Or a Null Rod. Granted, or Null Rod. Anything else that has this effect. Yeah, granted, Null Rod isn't in modern, but this card is you know, probably not as backbreaking as a Kataki Wars Wage. Probably not. Granted, this is in green, but green already has a lot of really good artifact hate cards. This yeah. card's probably good enough. Mm -hmm. But it's not that much better. It's a hate bear. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got up? Uh, next up, this is my eh, third. Yeah, this is my third favorite of the Force yep. cards. Force of Vigor, two colorless green, green, instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile a green card from your hand rather than pay the spell's mana cost. Destroy up to two target artifacts and or enchantments. This card is also cool. I like that it's actually... It's an even two for two if you ever use it at instant speed. Mm -hmm. Without paying its mana cost. I also like how you can just use this just to, like, get the the Boggles player. Just get them. Just hardcore. <laughs> just, just get them. Because they're going to be like, Totem Armor? Totem Armor? Daybreak Coronet, you'd be like, nah, stop. 
response, blow up those two. You lose your daybreak coronet. You have a one one get wrecked. I can't get wrecked. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like force. Can, I like this card. We can dream. I like this card. I like that it's an, like I said. This card is an even two for two if you pitch and yep. get two targets, which is just <laughs> nice. I'm a fan. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Hex Drinker. Uh, it is a 2-1 for a single green with a level up. It's a snake. Um, level up for one. Um, levels 3 through 7, it has protection from instance and is a 4-4. Four, four. Level 8 plus, it has protection from everything and is a 6-6. Six, six. This card is garbage. <laughs> is that the only reason you had me put, this has, put it on this list? the only reason it's on this list. This card is garbage. In no universe am I spending... Uh, nine mana for a six-six protection from anything. There is no way to cheat on this cost. Everything that reduces the cost of abilities like this reduces it to at least one. This card is terrible. Like everything the only way you could do it is with like proliferate shit. Yeah, and that seems more cute than good. Yeah, this card is bad, right. and it should feel bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, Vaughn, what do we have? Uh, next up, we have an actual, possibly, maybe good card. I don't know. People, uh, I think people, uh, I think this card is more powerful than it actually is. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Scale Up. Green. Absolutely great pun. <laughs> yes. Green for a sorcery. Until end of turn, a target creature you control becomes a green worm with base power and toughness 6-4. For those following along at home, that means this is a sorcery for for one green that gives plus five plus four or plus five plus three to your glistener elf. Seems strong. And then you give it plus four plus four, and then you kill your opponent on turn two. Yep. At sorcery speed. Yep. yep. This also has overload for four green green. <laughs> yep. This also has overload, which okay. This flavor text. <laughs> This card is fine. Yep. It's probably... It's, like, maybe better than Become Immense. Probably better than Become Immense. Become Immense was already only, like, a three of... I don't know. This I don't know. This card's fine. It's fine. It's okay, guys. The world is not going to end. If it, in fact, it's not yep. going to take over the format... It still loses to Fatal Bush. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. Yep. Okay. All right. So next, took me a while to find this card on our list because you just have it listed on our notes as Ice Fang Bird Snake. Yeah. Ice Fang is literally the first name. Control F yep. Ice Fang. It pops right yep, up. Yep, I found it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually using my phone because I'm so lazy right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ice Fang Quaddle. It is a 1-1 um, for green-blue. Uh, it is a snow creature snake with flash flying. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card, and it has death touch as long as you can control at least three other snow permanents. Was Baleful Strix really too much to ask for? Yes. I just wanted a Baleful Strix. Like, Baleful Strix was literally on my list of, like, I want this card in modern. Because I would really, really like to play it in that blue-black control deck. I, uh, I would really like to play it in that blue-black control deck. This card is not drastically worse 
than Baleful Strix, but it is noticeably worse than Baleful Strix. Yeah. But it does have Flash. It, which it does, is interesting which if does nothing matter, else. Right? Like, yeah. Ambush Viper is a card. Oh, yeah. This is literally Ambush Viper. Well, Ambush Viper is a 2 1. It's flying. You know, it's Death Touch. It doesn't matter. Well, it could, yeah. it can have Death Touch. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Like, this card's better than people probably give it credit for, but I don't think a snow deck is going to be a thing in modern because the only snow lands are basics. Granted, we have a card later that we can talk about that can tutor them up, but I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. We'll see. It, it's cool, but whatever. Yeah. All right. What's up next? Next up, we have Kaya's Guile. Colorless white, black, instant. Choose two. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. Exile all cards from each opponent's graveyard. Create a 1-1 one, one white and black spirit creature token with flying. You gain four life. Entwine three. Choose all if you play the entwine cost. Sweet. I like everything about this card. Kai's command seems okay. Yeah, Kai's command is sweet. Uh, yet, yet again, unfortunately... We have a card that kind of makes Diabolic Edict look bad. Because Watsy, the shit's up with your timing. Well, yeah, well, Diabolic Edict will get its time to shine when we ask what the fuck's going on. But yeah. Okay. Oh. All, right. All right. Next up. So next up, we have Ren and Six. So this is a Planeswalker. Uh... With three starting loyalty for green, red, two mana for those following along at home. Uh, so plus one, return up to one target land card from your graveyard to your hand. Minus one, it deals one damage to any target. Minus seven, you get an emblem with instance and sorcery cards in your graveyard have retrace. This card is sweet. This card's cool. For those who don't know, the six Ren is actually the little dude torso sticking out of the torso of the tree folk. Six is the sixth host that Ren has had. Apparently he's like incapable of walking around on his own, but he gets tree folks to be his personal taxis. And he can somehow like pull them through the blind eternities, I guess. I don't know. Weird. Okay. Yeah. This card's sweet. It's a land it's a it's a planeswalker that land like a lands deck would care about. That's kind of awesome. I like the land stuff that they've been doing in this set. So. Yeah. You know, the minus one is relevance. Like, you know, one damage, there's a lot of relevant one drops that that kills. Oh, yeah. Especially in, like, the humans deck. It kills all their one ones, all their one drops. That seems good. Yeah. Yeah. On the play, turn two, kill your opponent's noble hierarch pass. That's solid. Yeah, I'd take it. Yeah. I don't think this card's busted, but I definitely think it's It's just good. good, yeah. It is solidly good. Alright. Next up. Mox Tantalite. No casting cost. Dun dun dun. Artifacts. Suspend three for zero. Tap. Add one mana of any color. That's a Mox. This card is... Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it will see less play than, but Lotus Bloom does. Yep. Which already only ever sees play in one deck. Yep. 
and it's fine. Okay. It's a mox. Hashtag deal with it. All right. Okay. So next up, we have, as you so cleverly listed, um, the cycle cycle. <laughs> I thought it was clever. <laughs> it, it is pretty clever. I liked it. That's why I said it. Um, so um, all the uh, cycling lands that cycle for their color of mana um, have been reprinted in this set. So they enter, they're all enter the battle, uh, a land enter the battlefield tapped, tap for C, cycling C. So Baron Moore example is tap for black, cycles for a single black. The cycle suite. Uh, it yep. actually gives me some hope for astro for astral drift as a card. Yeah, you get all these plus the cycling lands from whatever that set was and stuff. Yeah, like I think having these lands is important for that possibly being a thing. I still don't know if it's going to be a thing. I just like having the option. Like tap lands have to reach a very very high bar to be good enough in modern, and I don't think these quite get there, but they're close. Mm -hmm. So I have to give them credit just for existing, basically. Yep. Okay. Uh, All right, what's up next? Next up, we have the Horizon Land Cycle, which I don't know how much they planned this, but it's kind Prime. of it's kind of perfect. Yep, it is. <laughs> uh, they printed the enemy color versions of the Horizon Canopy Land, which is was the only card in its cycle for the longest time. Yep. So they are lands that they tap, you pay a life, and add one mana of an enemy color pair. So is it Golgari, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And you can pay a mana, tap, sacrifice whatever the card is to draw a card. I mean, they're good, they'll see play. They're good, they'll see play. The one that will see the most play is the red-white one. The one that will be the most expensive will be the blue-red one, because that's how magic works. Yep, good talk. They're powerful. All right. <laughs> uh, so, so next up we have uh, Hall of Heliod's Generosity. <laughs> I like my name for it better. <laughs> Hall of Heliod's ridiculously long name. Yep. <laughs> like you have most of the name in that already and it made it longer. I know, uh, but seriously, that name almost fills the title box. It does. So um, uh, this is a legendary land. It taps for colorless mana. Um, you can also pay one and a white and tap it to put target enchantment card from your graveyard on top of your library. This card is gas. Gas! I like Talarian, whatever the hell it's called, runes? Mm -hmm. Academy runes? I really like Academy runes. <laughs> I really like Volrath Stronghold. And now this is the other permanent type. It's sweet. I'm happy. I mean, I, I really don't give a shit about enchantments normally, but I just like that they're just making another card in that pseudo-cycle. Yep. I mean, there's nothing they could ever do with, like, the green or red ones, but, you know, they'll probably just give, a, like, another Keldon Necropolis or something because they hate red mages. Yeah, screw red. Okay. <laughs> what do we got next? Uh, next up, we have Prismatic Vista, which is a land that you can pay a mana, pay, tap, or sorry, tap a land, pay one life, Sacrifice Prismatic Vista. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. This so a basic land fetch. It is a basic land fetch that can get your snow lands. If you're building a snow deck, you better be running four of this. Yeah. 
Also, the cards are sweet. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's going to show up a lot of places, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be... This card will be legit. Yep. All right. Last on our list of mechanically relevant cards that we think are mechanically relevant is a reprint. Yay. And the buy box promo, right? Yay. It is Flusterstorm. For those who don't know, it's an instant for a single blue counter target instant sorcery spell. It's going to replace one with Storm. Okay. So... This, this is just a good inclusion into modern. This is a good inclusion into modern. Most of the time, it will be worse than spell pierce. Yep. There is a lot of artifacts and enchantments and planeswalkers that this cannot counter that are super relevant in modern. This card is fine. It is a yep. perfectly safe reprint. It is a perfectly good reprint. It's not that good in modern. No. But it's it's. It seems like a totally fine card, honestly. And I think before, when we when Modern Horizon was spoiled and we kind of did our little chat, I think we said this was one card that we think would be awesome to show up. Yes. This was one of the cards that we said would be good to show up. I'm glad it did show up. I am not working the slightest about this card being broken. So Yeah, it won't, I can't imagine it's going to break anything, really. No. It's fine. As... Nothing else. It just makes all the decks that are good better. <laughs> sure, I guess. <laughs> you know. People play this, it pushes out the decks that use weird shit and Death Shadow and Affinity just still kill you. Uh, yeah. But, alright. Whew! That was a list. That was a list of powerful question mark cards. Sorry, not Hex Drinker. Hex Drinker is not powerful. Oh yeah, you just had to throw that card out I, and put put that poor snake under the bus. I had to put yet again. Oh, well, see, for once, green got the shit mythic. Okay, well they deserve it. Normally, it's always the red mage that gets the shit mythic. Yeah. Today it was not the red mage. <laughs> Seriously, oh. that card's bad. Yep. Yeah, and you should feel bad. But all right. Well, next week we'll cover the last categories of this usually the mechanical ones always are really really big ones although we do have a lot of miscellaneous this time too but um uh, we do the problem with the mechanical ones is we have to actually talk about all the mechanics of them so yeah because they matter so yeah. but all right well if you guys want to shoot us some feedback you send us an email to the local meta at gmail.com catch us on twitter at the local meta pc check out the site the local meta.com you can find a link to our discord and links to whatever the hell else is going on with us um, at the time, but yeah, come check out the Discord. Come say hi. And post things there and stuff like that. Get our sick popper deck tech or whatever is going on right now. But um, yeah, John, anything else before we close up shop? I'm going to lace up my boots. Alright, well you have a good time with that. We'll catch you next time. See ya.